This is episode 220 of the Fearless Launching Show, and today I am thrilled because you all know, or you might know, or you know now, that I am a huge planner girl. I love me some paper planners. I like stationery. I love watching all the planner companies and all the entrepreneurs pulling out their planners and their their own love of planners as well. But today we're actually talking to someone who I have really been inspired by her journey. And that is Tanya Dalton, who is the founder of Inkwell Press. And it's a planning, productivity and education company that's really managed to set themselves apart in a in the crowded market of planners. And if you are a planner lover just like me, then you know this. There are just so many types, companies, offerings, different. I mean, it is a huge industry. Planners is a huge industry. So, you know, now that I, now that you know this about me, I, you know, I want to say that I love to try new planners and I like to find out what it took to bring bring different people's dreams to life and one of my really good friends also has her own planner. Listen, I cannot wait for you to get to know Tanya Dalton because she has really some interesting insights I didn't even expect to hear on this episode where she talks about really how she built this dream, how this vision came to life, how it stays strong, how she really focuses in on that vision. And really, I'm giving you the spoiler right now. That's how she stands out in a crowded market. But let's dive in. And I can't wait for you to get to know Tanya. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. So Tanya, I am absolutely thrilled you're here today. So thank you for joining me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes, I, you know, you literally are like when I started really digging into your story and hearing about what you've created with Inkwell Press, I was like, oh, she's a fearless launcher. She, (laughs) but fearless, not in the sense like, oh, I'm just going to go do this with no thought to it. Mm -hmm. But the real, the, the reason behind fearless launching in general is just like, you can prepare yourself so that you don't have to have that fear. You can, there are things you can actually do to ensure that you launch and that you're not dealing with a ton of overwhelm. Well, it's going to be overwhelming at points. We know this from anything, but I feel like you literally, like the story of how Inkwell Press was born is just such a great example of that. Thank you. So, I, why don't you share what that is first before we dive into anything else? Yeah, I can do yeah. that. So um, I actually started my very first business um, around 2008, um, and it was supposed to be just this little side business. I literally started it with $50, 
And um, I was doing it because my husband um, was working for a Fortune 500 company doing international marketing. So he would leave our home of Dallas, Texas at the time, and he would literally circle the entire globe and come back the other side. He'd be gone for like three or four weeks at a time. And we had two small kids, so I thought, I need something else <laughs> just yeah. mothering uh, to occupy my, my brain and to keep me creative. And so I thought, I'll start a business. So I started this business and, you know, I just, I just intended for it to be small. I was selling to friends, maybe friends of friends, but I had a conversation with my husband um, when he was on the other side of the planet one day and um, it basically came to light to me that um, he was not terribly happy with traveling. He was feeling like he was missing everything. Those are his words. I feel like I'm missing everything with the kids. I'm missing the milestones. I'm missing the big events. I'm missing, I'm missing everything. And I, I hated that for him because he is such a hands-on, fabulous dad. Um, and so I really wanted him to feel like he could be more a part of that. And I knew he loved marketing. I knew that he loved what he did, but he didn't love that travel. So I literally stood in my kitchen after hanging up the phone with him. I can picture myself right now in that yellow kitchen thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to grow this business to the point where he can quit corporate America and come work alongside of me. Now, I had no business classes. I had zero business experience. Again, I'm selling to friends, maybe friends of friends. So I sat down, created some systems for myself, and figured out how I was going to get this done while still being a mom of two kids um, who were quite little and a husband who traveled for three or four weeks at a time. But basically, within a year, I was able to accomplish that goal. I was able to grow my business to the point where we could comfortably have him leave corporate America and come work alongside of me. And I loved that. I loved that we got to work together. Um, we like to joke that we're together 26 hours a day. Um, because we do. We work across the desk from each other. And so um, because of that, that um, business that I created, we were able to move to Asheville, North Carolina, which is where we live now. Why wait to I, I know a few other entrepreneurs who live there, actually. Oh, is that right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this is a place that people love to retire to, and it's like, if you have your own business, why don't you do your business where you want to do it, you know? So, so we moved here, and um, things were good. The company was thriving, but I wasn't thriving. I wasn't happy. I wasn't passionate. I felt really um, like I wasn't putting forth the good into the world that I really wanted to do. I wasn't leaning into my gifts. So um, I went to my husband in 2013 and I said to him, um, I know that this job, this company that we have pays our bills and it feeds our kids. You know, they do require eating three times a day, um, but I'm not happy. I'm not happy with what we do. And I am blessed with a fabulous husband who said, okay, you tell me what you want to do and I will follow you wherever you want to go. Oh my gosh, I love he's, that. I told you he's an amazing guy. But I said to him, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> you know, what is this thing? And so he said, you know, let's, let's figure that out. So I spent some time really carving out some time and space for myself to dive into what am I passionate about. And through that process, I discovered the three things I was truly passionate about were teaching. I used to be a teacher, and I love educating other people. I love those light bulb moments when people get ideas or they get excited. Um, I loved empowering women because I was doing a lot of small business consulting and helping them grow their businesses. And I love productivity because that's what allowed me to achieve that goal of having my husband work with me, was really being productive and um, really focusing on what matters most. And so I had these three things and I was like, these are unrelated. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do with this? But I, I created Inkwell Press so those threads were connected. A productivity company focused on empowering women 
with a strong foundation of education. So from the very, very start of our very first launch, um, we had you know planners that came with videos that walk you through not just how to use the planner, but how do you prioritize? What are the things that are important to you? Um, how do you want to create this life for yourself? And so that has continued every year with our new planners. We've um, we've had new videos that we've put out with those that come that are included with the planner. Um, we've expanded into a podcast. We have courses. Um, I have a book coming out later on this year. So um, all of that has come to fruition, I think, because I am so passionate. I literally took the things that I am most passionate about and I created this business around them. Yeah. As you were just saying that, I was like, yeah, everything, everything that you, you listed out. I'm like, before you even said the videos and I'm like, yeah, they're doing the videos. She's got the podcast. Like that you've got multiple ways to be educated about being more productive and kind of living that better life. And especially for women and moms. Yes. Um, I think that you've definitely hit the mark, even with, uh, in my opinion, even with your branding and the way things even just are presented. Thank you. you. Thank so, you. I really appreciate I that. That's why I, I know that's why I was um, like drawn to Inkwell Press was that piece of it. So. Thank you. Yeah, I really try to, um, whenever we're designing anything or whenever we're putting forth anything, it really does have to filter through my mission statement. Um, it has to filter through what I call my North Star, my mission, my vision, and my core values. And um, if it doesn't, then I don't do it. Um, it's a really quick and easy no. And that's really what allows me to focus in on what I want to do. So when I'm creating something, I'm very intentionally thinking about the women I'm creating this for. What does she look like? Who does she, who does she listen to? What does she like to watch on TV? I'm really picturing her in my mind while I'm creating these things, including my brand. So um, it's really like, you know, the whole idea of the brand is that it's here for you um, yeah. because I am here to service you and to help you create a better life. Um, and I think that really goes back to that whole idea too, where when I talk about productivity, it is not about doing more, it's about doing what's most important. So um, I really live that through my business. It's yeah, not I something mean, I talk I about. It. I can totally see it, Tanya. I mean, even, even in honoring that fact and being able to bring it to your husband and say, look, I'm not happy. Um, I, I want something more, like this is great, I want mm -hmm. something more. This isn't really hitting, ticking all my boxes for that, for that, you know, that critical internal stuff that you just mentioned. I think that like you are a demonstration of what you're now turning and giving and sharing with other people. Thank you. I really appreciate that because that's the thing is, you know, there's a lot more to life than, than how much money you make. You know, yeah, that company was, was paying my bills and, and that's great. And that's obviously important. You need to make sure that children get fed and have a good warm place to live. But there's a lot to be said for that happiness um, that I think a lot of people are missing out on because they feel like, gosh, I just have to get so much work done. They're not stopping to think about how do I make myself happier? What are the things that I could do to really improve my life overall, um, not just in work, but also at home. It's this idea of very holistic, you know, holistic being with a W of all the parts of you yep. really moving forward in the same direction. Oh gosh, you're so speaking my language because I'm always, and this is something that I talk a lot about with, you know, uh, like my students and clients is this, is this, you know, you can't, you can, the way, the way you're running your business is actually your life as well. Like you can't, yes. you can't like put them on, 
that's why it really makes me crazy because I told you before, I'm a planner girl, but it makes me crazy when people have like 5 million planners. How about we just have one because you have one life and, you know, and if things aren't fitting in that one, then that might be a clue to you. Yeah. But that's not quite the right one for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think truly you are not a different person at work than you are at home. You might act differently. You might have different, you know, things that, you know, ways that you, you behave, but at the core of you, at the, your North Star is still the same at home, at work, everywhere you go, that should be what's guiding you. And I think that's really what's important because if, if that's not what's guiding you in your business, you're probably not really happy. Um, yeah. And I think that's the thing is with, with your brand, with everything you're doing, you should be passionate about it. You should be excited about it. You're like, even with the colors, as far as that, yes. those should be colors that you love. Um, don't give that to somebody else to decide for you. You decide it for yourself. Um, and really take some ownership over that because, you know, we have the ability to choose. We have the ability to choose to do things that do make us happy. It doesn't mean that we don't do the minutia of the day. We still have to do laundry. We still have to pay bills. That doesn't mean that we can't find ways to really create this happiness for ourselves. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say that, you know, just recently I've been talking to some people who are the reason why they joined this other you know, program that I'm involved in mm-hmm. because they wanted to, they wanted to live that life of that person that they were kind of following. And so I think as business owners, we have a very unique, you know, opportunity to really live completely in that, in that space where we, everything is very clear and integrated. And I think that that gives our potential clients, potential customers, students, that ability to just be like, yeah, I, I yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a thing is owning your own business is hard work. Um, you know, people think, oh, you're an entrepreneur. It must be nice. You set your own hours, you do all this stuff. You're like, oh, really? It's a lot of hard work. <laughs> so you really should love what you do. Yes. Um, you really should love. To me, you know, I always tell people like, I have to be proud of what I put forth into the world. Otherwise, when my head hits the pillow, I'm not proud. And, and I want to feel really proud about what I'm creating and what I am um, enabling women to do. And so that, that makes it all worth it. That makes the, the, the hard hours, it makes it when the extra stress that we experience as business owners, that is what makes it all worth it. So absolutely, you should love what you do. Yes. And, and just, just a note on that hard work. I, I love it when people say that because I'm like, you know, what would be easier is just, you know, if I, if I'm glad that I love this, because if I didn't, I would just be like, why am I doing this? I just want to get a job. It's much right. easier just to clock in and do whatever. I, know. I can Go home at the end of the day and not have to think about it. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Business but, owners are always thinking about their work. Like, Ooh, yeah. I'm watching a TV show and I'm like, Ooh, that would be a good thing to do. Or, Oh, I like that. I, you know, I'm always yeah. gathering ideas. Oh, I love sure. my business and I'm always wanting to see it grow and thrive. It's, it's like another child for me, yes. um, you know, because I, I give it a lot of time, energy and focus. So let's then, then let me ask you then, cause I usually like to dig in cause I'm a little bit of a launch nerd Yes, and just talk about like what, you know, once you made that decision uh-huh. then to, you know, build, create, grow Inkwell Press, what, what was, what did you do? Did you, you know, make a plan? You know, I'm wondering, cause you know, did you make a plan? That's a hard question. <laughs> of course I <laughs> did. Did I, plan. did I make a plan? Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you touched on this earlier when you talk about that, um, that fearlessness that, you know, that, that there is nervousness involved. And quite frankly, if you're not a little bit nervous about what you're creating or putting forth into the world, you're probably not going big enough for yourself. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, you want to go scared. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that planning and taking the time. It's not running and jumping off a cliff. It's looking and going, okay, can I build a bridge to get across the cliff, right? To, to right. make that big leap. And so that's what, that's what I did. So, um, I had that business, um, that I was running with my husband. And I made a plan that I was going to close that business. I needed to make sure I saved some money up so that we could still feed our children. Um, again, with the food, they're always needing to eat. Um, <laughs> right? Um, and so, you know, I made a plan so that we were, we were constantly socking away some money so that we could close it down and really focus. And so we were able to do that. And um, then I was able to really spend my time focusing on this new business, which you know, became Inkwell Press. But that said, it was a very different business than what I had done in the past. Um, luckily, I had learned a lot of lessons with my first business that I was able to apply. But when it came to launching, I didn't feel like it was fair to take my email list and just go, okay, you know what? I had this business. Guess what? Now you're onto my email list for this new business. Oh, for I, started, sure. I started with an email list of zero, no people at all. And um, I really created a plan of trying to figure out who were the people that I wanted to speak to. What, what did this woman look like, you know, like we talked about earlier. Yep. Um, and so for me, I really figured out, like, what were the things that she would find helpful? And then I went out there and I started building my list through using lead magnets where I offered up freebies for people um, that I felt would really benefit them in a positive way. And in exchange, they gave me their email addresses. And so I started building the email list. But then to me, whenever you're doing anything in business, you know, regardless of whether it's launching or, or anything else, to me, what you should be doing is give, 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 sure. get, right? There's a lot of giving. You need to nurture your people and you need to take care of them. So lots of free downloads, lots of free advice, lots of, of encouragement and support um, and so I started a Facebook group at the time and I did all different kinds of things to get us really excited on board. And um, we ended up doing a, a big campaign where uh, we offered up for somebody to win a planner every year for the rest of their life. That was a oh really big campaign. We actually, funny enough, you know, here we are on this shoestring budget of like nothing with that one campaign. We, um, we actually were awarded one of the top 10 Facebook ad campaigns for 2014. Oh my um, goodness. And we had no budget. I mean, barely any budget, but it was this thinking outside of the box. Like, what would make this go big? What would get people buzzing about this and get people excited? Winning a planner every year for life? Yeah, that got uh, them excited. Yes, please. Yes. Right? But really, if you think about it, for us to run, you know, give a, give a planner each year to the same person, that's not hard to do but it made a big splash. And so people got really excited about this, you know, the new planner. And to me, the other thing was our planners were so different from what anybody else was offering at the time. Uh, there weren't a lot of companies that were focusing in on women and ours was very goal setting focused. Yeah. Um, you know, it had a lot of weekly planning pages and it was, I really wanted a planner that felt beautiful. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't cutesy. It wasn't black and white. It was and this dang those hexagons. I'm like dying over here. <laughs> yeah, we're big on the hexagons. <laughs> I love those. Our mission so boards and it's not even uh, funny. <laughs> I wanted people to feel like this was a sophisticated item 
that they were looking forward to using. I want, I kind of liken it to a Japanese tea ritual where it feels like a beautiful activity to sit down with your planner and it's something you want to do and you look forward to doing each day. Mm -hmm. Um, because I want you to use the planner, you know, it is function first, but I want you to feel really good using it. So yep. high end, really thick paper. We use the thickest paper of any planners out there. Um, everything is for color. It's beautifully designed so that the focus is what you're doing and you don't have to feel like, oh gosh, my handwriting's bad. It's okay. The planner's already pretty, you know, <laughs> I love so that. don't worry about it. I really want people to got you. planners to, for the, to make their lives the best they can. So that was really one of the things that got people excited too, was that it was different. I wasn't doing what everybody else was doing. So um, anyways, we end up launching and I said to my husband, <laughs> probably two or three days before the launch, I said, this is either going to be amazing and great or we're going to be living in our car under a bridge. Let's just see how this goes. <laughs> I mean, I can laugh about it now, but at the time, there was a little bit of seriousness involved there. I was a little yeah. nervous. But we, yeah. we launched 500 orders with our launch. Oh, my goodness. And I looked at him. I looked at John. And I remember crying and crying and saying, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to make it. Where this is going to happen for us. And then it was like, okay, now we got to fill orders. <laughs> Next <laughs> now step, I got to get down to work and deliver this. Now we got to get these things delivered. So, um, so to me, that's launches are such an amazing thing because they are there are you know a source of nervousness and there's a little bit of fear with them, but so much excitement, so much possibility um, of what you can accomplish with a launch, and it's such a great opportunity, honestly, to connect with your with your people um, yeah. to help them feel loved a lot of times when we're launching products I talk about you know you guys told me this is what you want this is my response here here you go you know you said you guys wanted this to look like this I listened I read every single survey response we get thousands of survey responses I read every single one of them and I want people to understand that I'm listening and so it, when I say that during the launches people get so excited and I I know my customers a lot of times by name um, because I see them commenting. And um, so I, it's, it's such a great touch point for me to be able to connect with them. And because I'm so connected during my launches, I'm able to really create products that they are excited about because I know them. I'm yeah. listening to them. I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of them. And I so, think that's what I love about launches. So let me ask you, so time timeline-wise, how mm -hmm. early did you start, um, did you kind of start figuring out what the strategy was? And then maybe the, when did the lead magnet start? Because I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I have some people who literally think that they can launch even physical products within like a month. And I'm like, mm, yeah. uh, that's not, not really a hard. <laughs> yeah. hard to get I mean, people within that time, to be honest, like forget about the product. Like, okay, great. If you can make that happen, but how, how do you really build that type of relationship so quickly? Obviously it's not easy. So I'm just, yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I love that question because I think we like to believe um, everyone else is an overnight success. We kind of talked about this earlier before we started recording. Yeah. People believe that other people are an overnight success. They just don't, realize that behind that curtain, they've been sweating away for months and years. And, you know, there's been a lot of groundwork that they have laid. Uh, we just don't see it because it's kind of like the wizard. He's behind the curtain. <laughs> you know, all you see is the excitement and, and all that happens during the launch. But there has been months and months and months of planning. Like, you know, we are planning 
well in advance of any launch that we have. Um, just because, first of all, that helps alleviate a lot of that nervousness and that fear is having that plan in place, but then creating that foundation and getting that momentum started. So for us with that business, um, our official launch day was November 4th of 2014. Um, we started trying to figure out what our lead magnets were going to be and how we were going to build that list. We probably started doing that around March or April. And then we started putting the lead magnets out um, around June and building up that list. And then I just kept nurturing and nurturing and nurturing my people, taking care of them, responding to them. Um, to me, that customer service aspect is so important, um, whether it's for launching or just every day with your business, um, because that's your client's interaction with your brand, and it's so important. And so I took that very seriously from the start. And so for me, for that launch, it really, like we started with Lee Magnets, I would say June, and then we launched in November. So that's a good, what, five months? Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm curious too, just because, um, you know, obviously there are key times during the year when mm -hmm. new planners, different different types of planners get released. Were right. You thinking about that in terms of like your launch timeline, did you want to kind of be slightly off what other people were, you knew other people were doing, but in the range of when people were going to be buying, you know? Yeah, let me just be totally honest with you here and tell you that we thought, oh yeah, like October would be good. Well, we didn't know what we were doing. Really, now we launch in September. We wanted to launch earlier, but then, you know, there's all that learning curve, especially when you're setting up a new business and you're doing something brand new with a, a physical product where you have to have a printer hitting their deadlines and everything right. else. And so, especially because we were, you know, thinking to ourselves, we closed a business, we got to open a business. It was a much tighter timeline than normal. Um, we launched, you know, November 4th, and that is much later than I would have ideally liked to have. Um, but because of, you know, some of those things that happen when you're first starting up a business, that works. You know, you, you do what you can do. Sometimes we have this ideal in mind and we don't hit it, and that's okay. It doesn't mean it's a failure. It doesn't mean it's a flop. It just means you got to readjust. So um, honestly, those, that November launch, I didn't even realize at the time that people start buying their planners back in September for, you know, starting in the, the planners to start in January. Which is so nuts to me. It, it is a little bit but, nuts. But I get yeah. it. I kind of get it too now. But Yeah. You know. I mean, there are people who are like, I want to get my, I want to get my planner because I, I have dentist appointments and other things and I want to make sure I'm planning far enough ahead. As a person who considered myself a planner person, obviously, I mean, I, I didn't buy my planner until, gosh, October felt early to me. Uh, but September is when we launch now because September is when people start asking for them. So that's one of the good things with, you know, staying, you know, open to listening to your customers and your clients is that you start to learn what they really want and you're able to respond to that. Um, but I do want to really reinforce that idea that it, it is months and months of planning in yeah. order to really be able to to launch something successfully uh, because it is a lot of work and you have to think about all the different aspects and really making sure that you know you're putting forth that message that you really want yeah i mean i'm just thinking that it might it i would imagine that it's even further out sometimes mm -hmm. for you because it's like yes. the magazine you know how magazines are you know mm -hmm. so They're like far, six months you know, yeah exactly so i would imagine too just like in terms of like design and if you're going to update anything or if you're looking you know you really have to be 
Yes. And that's the thing that we started doing is I now have um, automations in place. You know, automations, when I talk about them in terms of productivity, are tasks that you do without having to think about them. So not necessarily tied to technology, just tasks that happen automatically. So each month I have certain tasks that, that happen. We start just the first steps of planning the, the, the planner for the following year almost a full year in advance. We start thinking about what are the colors that are gonna be hot for the, you know, the season, because we change our color palettes every year. We start paying attention to what are people excited about during the launch? What are things that we might wanna adjust or change? What are people, you know, we just start gathering some ideas. And then we're already looking at things like fonts and what kinds of, you know, design changes would we wanna do? And so we break it down month by month, so that way, instead of saving it all to do it as one task altogether, redesign the planner, because we do a lot of redesign work every single year. Having that space and time where it's like, okay, we're going to focus just on the goal setting portion. That allows us to be able to innovate, to be able to be creative, to dive deeper into how do we want this planner to work. Um, we're not feeling so rushed because we do back it up for almost 12 months before we wow. have the launch go out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've definitely, I've even worked on um, online programs, online courses mm-hmm. that, I mean, we're working on it. The second that oh yeah the, the live round of it finishes like every single year we're already working on it we're yeah. gathering info we're getting the feedback that feedback is kind of part of that initial process um, but yeah sometimes it, it I mean and you know maybe we're not updating everything it sounds like you guys are doing the same like where you decide mm-hmm. okay this year we're really going to focus on you know making this. Yes. Or improve this. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. And it's funny you say that because we just finished up um, my Livewell Method course. And so uh, just this past week, and so we're really talking with the, with the alumni and, and finding out, like, what did you love? What were the things that you found challenging? And we're already starting to make notes for what are we going to adjust? What are we going to change? Um, but you don't have to change everything. Don't yeah. ever feel like you have to take everything and just scrap it because you have to do something new every single year. There's yeah, nothing wrong changes, with innovating. Yeah, I think changes for just changes sake aren't necessarily the best yeah, decisions usually. Absolutely not. I think when people get caught up in that idea of is that okay, I like to remind them that um, Steve Jobs is not an inventor. He wasn't an inventor. He was an innovator. He did not invent the MP3 player, but he innovated the iPod, right? Because right. the MP3 player already existed, the computer already existed. He just took what was there and made it better. So Every time that you get the feedback, every time that you look over what you've created, it's an opportunity to improve. It's an opportunity to shift and change and, and be flexible and evolve. Yeah, I love that. So in, in terms of evolving, how would you say, you know, like, I guess now is when I'm going to ask you, like, how is launching different now? Like, obviously, you have a customer base. So there's people who buy, buy your products and all the various other products now that you offer. Um, you know, they continue to buy things. So yes. how is launching different now for you when, you know, in the September, is there yeah. a different lead up or do you still do lead magnets? Do you have a Facebook group? What do you do that's different and the same? Well, that's a good question because um, we do, we're, we are lucky. We have very, um, very, very loyal fans who um, buy every year from us. And so they kind of have an idea of what to expect. But that said, 
um, you know, we like to look at our launch and, and what did they get really excited about last year? What could we do this year that gets them equally excited? What were the, you know, did they like how we revealed the different, because we do four different color schemes in our planners. Do they like that we revealed them one a day? Would they prefer to have them all at the same time? I pay attention to just the, even the little things like that um, and make adjustments. And so to me, what's important is that we are still nurturing our loyal customers. Um, and because they are really important to us, we call them a part of our Inkwell Press family. And I'd like to treat them like family. So they're still important to us. I don't like to do special deals that are just for new customers that, you know, our customers who've been with us for years don't get. That doesn't feel fair. And so um, we do a lot of nurturing on our existing family and then we go out and we look for new family members uh, you know we do we continue to do things like lead magnets now I have the podcast um, and so people find us a lot through the podcast which has been a great extension of uh, what we do because even though I don't the podcast is not about the planners themselves it's about productivity people then say oh I want to use the tools that that you use um, you know I didn't I didn't ever want my podcast to be just a, an extended commercial and that's not what it is at all I yeah. really want it to be a place where people could get great information and then if they happen to want to buy my products that's great and what happens is because I do give a lot with my podcast people end up wanting to come over and purchase my products as well um, which has really worked out great for us but yeah. um because we have continued to grow too the, the way that I do things, each launch has evolved and grown also. You know, now I have team members. That first launch was just, just me and John. <laughs> just the two of us sweating away, you know, answering all the emails and, and making the lead magnets and doing all those things. Now we have a team. We're not a huge team, but we're a small team. But that way we're able to break things up a little bit more. Um, and so I think that really helps. So to me, what's really important is that every time you finish a launch, and this is how I feel really about goal setting, because a launch is essentially a goal. The important right. thing you need to do is sit down and reflect. Reflect back on what went well, what didn't go so well. What were the things that you're like, oh, that was kind of cringeworthy. There's going to be things, because you know what? We're all humans. So we're all going to have things where we're like, oh, why did I do that? Or we shouldn't have done this this way. We shouldn't have said that. Um, and so really take time to reflect and figure out, what can I take from those lessons I learned and apply it into the future? And then I do the second step that I do with goal setting, which is projection. I start projecting, all right, how are we going to change this? How are we going to do this? And then the third step is action, um, which is creating that action plan and making that roadmap. So I honestly treat my launches exactly the same way that I treat my goals because that's essentially what they are. They're goals. Yeah. I want to have a launch and I want to have this many sales. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want them to get excited about this. All of that is related to goals. So when you approach it from that mindset, I think that helps. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, um, in, in one of, one of my groups, we do something or I try to, you know, we, we have like a check-in Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We kind of do that even weekly sometimes. So we have like that practice of saying, okay, so what was, what was your, you know, what do you want to do this week? Okay, how are you doing? And then in the end, we do that reflection just like you were just talking about. And then for launches, I, I kind of just want to get them in that habit to and, and practice that, that, okay, here's the thing we set. Here's a target we wanted to reach. Okay, how's it going? And yeah. reflect along the process. And then in the end, really look at it and look at the facts. Look at what happened. Look at what didn't happen. 
What do you want to do different? And actually create your plan for that next thing or the next time as quickly as I actually want to do it as yeah. quickly as possible while it's fresh. I do too. Because you already have that momentum. I talk a lot about momentum when we talk about productivity um, because there's a lot to be said for momentum. Yep. You already have that wind behind your back. Just go ahead and, and keep going forward. And that's what I love about goals as I said, goals are the same things as, you know, when we're doing launches, it's, it's an opportunity to have a win and then use that win to propel you forward. And then another win. So each launch seeing how, how could I do better? How could I improve this? How could I make this? And here's the thing, improving on your launches doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be making more money on every launch yeah. um, because we get really caught up in this idea that we have to constantly be growing and you don't have to constantly be growing. Maybe that's not really what you in your heart of hearts wants to do. Maybe you really like launching and having your business be something you do very much on the side. In which case you don't want to get, you don't, you know, maybe not, you don't want to have a, a billion dollar business one day. Or That's maybe you're growing okay. in different ways, you know? Maybe you're growing in different ways, but yeah. maybe you're growing in that you're not doing everything for the next launch. You know, what can you take away so you can delegate that out or you can hire a virtual assistant? So there's lots of ways to measure growth other than just how much money did you make? Because yeah. again, there's more to life than money. There's yeah, happiness, I, there's satisfaction, so much more. There's family, there's time, there's yes. experiences that you're going to have with the people that you care about. Those things, Absolutely. Those, things those are what's most important, honestly. For and sure. So that is really what I talk about when I talk about productivity. It is not about doing more. It's not about making more money. It's not about checking more things off your task list. It's about doing what matters most. And for many of us, um, that is spending time with our family having some time where we are doing things that we are passionate about, um, really thinking about what are the things that are truly important. Gosh, I, I love all this. And I want to ask you, like, I, I honestly probably could ask you questions like for several hours. So <laughs> I'm going to, I, I might be opening up a can of, I don't know what right now, but I just want to ask you, how was it different when you released your, you know, your live well course? Cause I saw that was happening. Yeah. Um, was well, it in January or? I so this time, this is our third time to open up the course. Um, and oh it, um, yes. How did I miss that? I was like, <laughs> oh my God. That, that was our third time. And so to me, that's the thing too, is a physical product and a, a product like a course, a service is a very different launch. So there was definitely a learning curve involved. And what's nice is kind of like when I talked about how my first business and my second business were different, I, there are things you can take away. That's one of the beauties of reflection is that you can really look at like, what are the nuggets I can pull out of here? So there, there were definitely some things that we could pull out that really helped us um, with you know, launching the course. But um, it is a very different beast in a way. And so uh, there's definitely been some, some things that we've done well and that we're very pleased with. And there's been some things that maybe didn't go quite so well. <laughs> so um, again, we're all humans. And so if anybody tells you that they had a launch and they had zero issues, I'm going to call liar, liar, pants on fire. Um, because we all have these You moments. don't have kids, do you? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> right? Because um, we all have these moments where we are sweating it behind that curtain, right? We're the wizard sweating it behind the curtain. Something didn't happen, right? You know, product didn't come in in time. We got to figure out how, how we're going to figure this out. And so we all have those during our launches. The key is really just um, servicing our people with a smile and not letting them see 
how much we're sweating in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that honestly, I, I don't I don't see any difference from the outside in the way that you um, connect with people, I think, um, whether it's your physical product or the online course. I didn't feel any kind of disturbance in the force <laughs> of the launch and how how it how it ran how it felt to me. It just felt like that's good extension of what you're doing. Like for me, it didn't feel like, oh, well, this, this makes sense. Like I didn't mm -hmm. even question, you know, I have that moment where I'm like, what is this person doing? Which I have had that in the past with other people. So I loved, I loved seeing that. And I love, I love that you have all these different things that you've layered on, um, over the years. Um, thank you. You're doing this. Week? I do. I have a book coming out in October that I'm very excited about. So I have not announced the title yet, so I can't say the title. But um, yes, I um, I have a I actually have a two book deal that I signed with um, HarperCollins. Nice. So um, yes, I'm very excited about it. I think, and this is this is the truth. I think I've told people I've used the word excited about thirty thousand times every <laughs> single day because I am so excited, and it is just that whole idea of it continues to evolve and grow. This this brand and what I'm creating, it's all though very very much tied to my north star, to my mission, my vision, and my core values. And because everything filters through that, I think that's why that connection is there. Um, because it is all related and it's all related to what I love, um, which makes it all so much happier. <laughs> well, I mean, really. I honestly feel like that North star is what allows you to stay like, mm -hmm. like a very visible force in this, in this kind of market in quotes, because you know, it, there, there's a lot of, it seems like a lot of entrepreneurs who just had courses all of a sudden are like launching uh -huh. planners. They're not having, they're not creating productivity companies, but there is something about having that really clear North star vision that helps you stand out. It doesn't matter what market you're in. It doesn't matter how saturated that you might think it is. That's what helps you stand out. I, I really agree. I really think that has helped me stay my course is having my North star. Um, actually funny enough, we're actually going to be we're creating a course about how to discover your North star because oh. I think it's so important to really understand. And those words, mission, vision, core values can feel really heavy to people. And so, uh, you know, I have a way that to, to help people uncover their own North star in a way that is much more approachable and easy um, to really understand and to, to use, because I do think that is really what has helped us is that, um, to hear you say that, you know, it didn't feel off brand. It felt, it felt natural. I really think it is because we allow that North star to guide us in everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I heard someone, I don't know if it flipped past me on Facebook the other day, it was just somebody talking about, you know, that, that thing that drives you that sometimes is formed when you're a child. Mm -hmm. you know, and so it can continue to drive you and help you make the decisions throughout your life. Yeah. Um, so I think, I, I think that finding that and really defining it, I mean, likely we're not thinking about that when we're five, like what is my North star? But I mm -hmm. think that what, later on, I think it's so important. I'm, ex I'm so excited for that. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited too. See, there's that word excited again. I'm going to keep saying excited. I'm I can't stop thing. using it. The only word that I use constantly is dude. And I got to stop. I'm trying to stop myself. So I'm very, very proud of myself that I didn't say that today. I'm switching to excited. So 
Yeah, it's, it's, you know what, if you're going to choose a word to overuse and to describe your days, I feel like excited is a good choice. I'm pretty happy that's okay. with that. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> totally fine. Um, well, Tanya, I really loved talking to you today about Inkwell Press. I love the company. I love what you create. I'm a huge, huge fan. And um, I guess before we wrap up, I, I want you to share with everyone how to connect with you, how to, I mean, where do we reach you? Where do we find out about what you're doing? Yeah. So one of the best places to go, of course, is inkwellpress.com. Um, and I also am launching at the time that we're recording this. It should be up by the time this plays, but um, my tanyadalton.com site is also um, going to be launching here in the next week or two. So that's very exciting. And through those two sites, you can get to my podcast um, where we talk about productivity. You can get to my free community. You can get to, um, to my YouTube videos. I have Tanya TV episodes. Episodes. So um, that is really the place to, to be able to find me. And of course, on social media, you can find me um, at Tanya Dalton. And then I have an underscore after my name. But um, that's where I am on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. So Okay, so we'll put all those links for everyone. Um, but Tanya, thank you so much uh, for sharing this part of your story. And I just want to encourage everyone to go check Tanya out. Go, go watch, go follow along and see how... Um, how she's growing things and evolving. And I, I just find it so inspiring. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I'm sure we will talk soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And right now what I'd love it is if you'd head over to ansomorelove.com forward slash two two zero, which is the episode number for today. And we've got a show notes just like we normally do, but there are some questions that I created when I was writing this um, right before we published it that really might help you understand what your vision is and what you want to create and really how to get over that hump of thinking that just because someone else has created it or is actually currently creating it or launching it, that you can't. I really want to challenge you because if you've had an idea that's been in your head for a while, and you just keep saying no, Anne, or no, whatever your name is. I can't do this. There are too many of these. It's, how can I even bother standing out? Then you owe it to yourself to at least sit down and look at these questions and look at how this and why this product just won't give up and leave your brain, okay? So I want you to do that so you can go over to ansomorelove.com forward slash 220 and then under the post, our unofficial sponsor, well, it's me. <laughs> um, if you have not attended our our masterclass, you can watch it Netflix style. There are a bunch of different times that will allow you to just go in, listen to this, listen or watch the masterclass all about launching your big idea. And really, this is something that's great for you if you're creating a course, if you're creating a podcast, if you're creating something at all that you want to share with the world, make sure to look below the, the show notes to find that. You can also just go to ansamoylove.com forward slash masterclass and sign up for that. One more thing. Once you're done with that, I want to hear from you. I want to know if you've been thinking about something and you've just been thinking, man, I don't know. There's just too many of these. Because girl, Mama Ann is going to speak to you about that a little bit. Because I know a little something about launching things in a crowded market. 
Okay. Thank you so much again for listening to the podcast and I will see you next Thursday. Take care.